Welcome to The Marketer's Journey, a podcast that delivers real conversations and fresh perspectives from senior marketing executives who share the journey they've taken and the buyer journey they create. And now here's your host, Randy Frisch. Welcome to The Marketer's Journey. So today's guest is Jake Athey. Jake was introduced to me as the VP of Marketing and CX at Wyden, which was really interesting to me because it's a damn company. But in the time between booking this podcast and him coming on, his company got acquired by Acquia. Acquia is a big player in the CMS space. So this became extra interesting to me to understand how these worlds are coming together of content around how we organize content, how we manage content, how we put it in front of the buyer. And at the end of the day, this podcast is all about how we interact with our customers and the importance of marketing owning more than just messaging, but the way we engage through not just marketing, but sales and service. And a lot of that has been part of Jake's mandate. He's been at Wyden for almost 17 years, which is an amazing journey for anyone, but only more amazing with how it's capped off or how he's taken that next step, joining as part of Acquia. Tune in right now for a fantastic discussion. Jake, thank you so much for taking time. And when I say time, I'm sure you've been running in circles since Widen was acquired by Aqua. It became part of a really exciting new step in your journey. Tell us how you became VP of Marketing. I don't know if it's at Widen or Widen Aqua. I don't know which story is more interesting. Yeah, thanks so much, Randy. Pleasure to be here. And you're right. I've uh, had quite a journey over the last uh, 17 years. And the last say 18 months have been uh, extra interesting. So looking forward to sharing some of my uh, my perspectives with you all here today. And so from uh, my experience as marketing intern, when I first started with Widen to uh, VP of marketing and customer experience, overseeing marketing, sales and customer success, uh, to most recently, very recently, joining Acquia, uh, which as you know, is the world's leading open digital experience platform. So I'll speak to my experience with Widen to date uh, as our acquisition by Acquia really just closed last month. And we're working through much of that integration process now, which is a real joy to interact with so many more great people. Widen, if you're not familiar, was a family owned company that was founded in 1948 uh, as a lead plate engraving company for Madison newspapers. So when I get to talk about being with a 70-year-old tech company, I always get people that ask, did you say 17 or 70? And it is, in fact, was a 70-year-old technology company. And so through the age of, uh, say, four-color printing, white and color graphics, as it was called, really rose to become one of the top pre-press houses in, in North America. And then uh, Widen became a pioneer in the digital asset management space, or DAM, uh, as we like to say, a DAM software with an R&D division that started in the late 1990s. And so now I'm so excited for Widen to have joined Acquia, and I'm really looking forward to our next chapter here together. That's great. It's, it's wild to hear any marketer who's been in a role these days more than a couple of years, let alone as you hit on it, 17 years with a company with such history that 
you know, I don't know how you go from grieving plates over to dam alone. I mean, that that's a huge jump. But but let's talk about needing to adjust because without a doubt, to stay with one company, to change roles from an intern to a VP, you've got to adjust. What's been the hardest adjustment for you from a responsibility and making that next step? Yeah. Uh, when it comes to adjustment, as I, as I think through all of the adjustments or transformations that I've been a part of with Wyden and transformations that I've seen in myself and seen in others around me, I think it's really about being adaptable. And, and that's one of the things that I, I think is important. And Wyden has been so good about providing a means for all employees to improve on their adaptable skills. And I think my experience over the last 17 years with Wyden has just really taught us the power of adaptability. Of course, over the last 18 months, I'm sure we can all relate to, to, to the need to adapt. So, so you started with Widen back in early 2000s, 2005, I think. And I'm curious, even just from the perspective of selling a SaaS solution, which is what I align Widen's dam to be today. What type of software were you selling when you joined or what type of solution were you selling? Yeah, when I uh, first joined Widen in 2004, as a marketing intern, we went by the term ASP, Application Service Provider at the time. We did have a web-based dam system that it was the Widen Media Collective, still goes by Widen Collective. And I recall preparing demo sites and, and demo scripts and outlines for our sales team to help them demo our solution. Uh, however, it was an ASP, and we were often uh, needing to make the business case of why invest in web-based software versus an on-premise uh, system at the time. Now, that, that, that argument is not as common in, in most spaces. However, the name SaaS came to be right around 2007 with the rise of Amazon Web Services for us, and that's about when we moved all into Amazon's data centers and became a SaaS and cloud computing company uh, there forward. Gotcha. So who else were you learning from in, in those moments of transition and change? I mean, you talk about riding the coattails maybe of an AWS at the time, but you know, I know Salesforce also is really leading that charge in the early 2000s on the shift to cloud-based software. You know, where were you looking for vision? Yeah, I was... Um... Well, certainly you mentioned Salesforce. I was a was and and am and probably always will be a, a fan of Salesforce. Uh, that was one of my first major projects that I was involved with, assisting Matthew Gonnery, who was our uh, VP of Marketing and Sales at the time, with the implementation of Salesforce CRM for our company uh, at the time. I also, in 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 my early days, was a big fan of Exact Target, which later became part of. Salesforce Marketing Cloud. And so I recall going to uh, many of the Exact Target Connections conferences and, and found a lot of inspiration from the folks at Exact Target and then began to, uh, to use some of the other tools and platforms by some of that network that included a compendium blogware. Uh, that was kind of my, my first start into the world of com um, content marketing. And then from there, I, I found inspiration from a wide variety of others, Marketo, and, and so many other early pioneers in the MarTech space. That's um, funny. You know, my, my first podcast co-host was a guy named Chris Moody, who was the VP of marketing of Compendium before it was part of Oracle. And, you know, def, definitely some, uh, some great vintage software 
it's part of some big beasts today that you just hit on. So you've seen it all without a doubt. Talk a little bit about, you know, the role technology has played over this 17 year run that you've had, you know, when did technology become more at the forefront of how you manage as a, as a marketing leader? Yeah. And if I just replay some of my, my journey, I recall in 2004 as a marketing intern, I was primarily focused on coordinating direct mail campaigns in addition to some market research and sales support. So there wasn't a lot of technology until we got started with, with Salesforce. And then as a marketing coordinator, a full-time year later, I, I started to get more into uh, creating sales and uh, demo experiences and started to, to get real familiar with the digital asset management space. Uh, when I became the online marketing manager in 2007, that's when I uh, really started to get into search engine marketing and advertising, email marketing tools, and social media came on the scene strong about then. And so using tools like Hootsuite and others uh, to help push that forward. In fact, one of the other SaaS solutions that I recall using was uh, Shoutlet, which uh, went on to uh, to make an exit in the social space, but I was a big fan of the Shoutlet social media management platform as well. So when you look back and, you know, you've, you've touched on a lot of, you know, vintage software that's everything that's old comes back. Direct mail is, is back again. Uh, but what do you think gave the executive team at Wyden the confidence to bring you up to the VP level that you've been at the last, you know, five years alone mm -hmm. um, and to help lead into this huge transition ahead with, with Acquia? Was it that technology understanding and where they needed to go, or was it elements of your management style? I think it's both. Matthew Gonnery, and I have, I have so much uh, gratefulness for all that he's done for me and the entire Wyden company as our, as our CEO and uh, tremendous leader that, that he has been for us and continues to be into our next chapter. But as he became the CEO in 2009, um, since I was marketing employee number one, I, I was afforded the opportunity to continue to, to lead the marketing and sales efforts. And in 2017, I became the VP of marketing and customer experience, responsible for total alignment of marketing, sales, and customer success, ultimately for the growth of our customer base. And that alignment has been really key for us, not only the sales and marketing alignment, but also the, uh, the sales marketing plus service and product alignment to help shape the entire customer experience, which has been a big part of where we hang our hat of services, our secret sauce, as we like to say. I was able to, to step into the role of VP of marketing and customer experience five years ago, really to help us through to this next chapter. Of course, I've been with Wyden since, uh, since 2004 and I've continued to advance my leadership abilities. I've participated in a number of programs, including the, the World Blue Freedom Centered Leadership Program, which gave me a lot of you know, abilities in, in how I look at uh, leading people into this, this new era. As you speak about the opportunities that were given to you from this company, I'm curious one question. I, I want to go deeper into the CX piece after the break, but you spoke about taking on these elements of CX, you know, the sales the product elements that, that we've been, was that something that you asked for or something that happened naturally? How did how does that come to be? Because I think we're going to see more marketing leaders either asked to or just naturally expected to take that on. But in your case, what was the turning point? 
Yeah, it was really both. And it was the need to have clear alignment between the promises that we make on the front lines in our marketing and our sales and how we execute, how we deliver. And that alignment has just been so key as a, as a small bootstrap company to support our growth because customer retention is, is so key uh, for all companies. Uh, and for us uh, to sustain a 95% or greater customer retention rate, we have to have that alignment. And so the answer to your question, Randy, is, is both uh, and have had the good fortune to be surrounded by tremendous leaders around me. Uh, the support, the, the need for complete alignment for how we uh, basically do what we say we're going to do, which is one of our core values, as well as make service our secret sauce. And the other part of that is we aim to be the best part of our customer's day every day. And the only way we can do that is through a, a, a common bond with our core values, as well as this brand essence that we've held, and that is to be the authoritative guardian. We've been doing damn digital asset management longer than anyone in our space for, for over 20 years. And so we know a thing or two, and, and we'll show you how to do it based on how others have done it before you. Right or wrong, we're going to provide a, a great set of best practices and lessons learned, and we'll be there to help your uh, journey through. That's great, Jake. Well, listen, we're going to keep you around here. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back to talk a little bit more about this CX alignment and that recipe for success right after this short message. Want to improve the buyer journey for your customers and your prospects? Look no further than our presenting sponsor, Uberflip. Named a leader in content experience by G2 and a leader in content activation by Forrester, Uberflip will help you accelerate every buyer journey by creating bingeable experiences that will allow your prospects to consume more content faster. Companies like Trimble, Wiley, and 3M are using Uberflip to power their go-to-market strategies, and we created one just for you. Head to uberflip.com journey to see how Uberflip can help you leverage the power of personalized content experiences. One of the areas that Jake just hit on there is the importance of adaptability. And this is so crucial to whatever role you might be in. If you're in marketing and you're in sales, wherever you may be. I remember I had an advisor who talked about the growth you see in companies like startups and companies just truly on a high growth path. And the reality is the playbook you have today may not work at all six months or 12 months or two years down the road, depending on that pace of growth. You need to adapt to be relevant, relevant to your buyer, but also relevant to that organization. And as I look at some of the people who've been with my team at Uberflip over the last 10 years, it's those who have been able to adapt their role, adapt to the type of way we go to market, the changes in the market. These are so important for you to continue down a path that allows you to grasp at that next opportunity. So Jake, before we took a little break there, we were talking about the importance of CX alignment and you already told us the output of that. I mean, 95% retention, 
no question, no doubt why Vista, who I know is behind Aquia, was was excited when they got to know the Widen team. I mean, that's the type of numbers that we all strive for. So this this mindset around CX alignment, does that mean that everything reports into you? Or does that mean you're kind of quarterbacking these different departments that are beyond marketing? Currently, with Widen, the marketing sales and service teams do report into me. Uh, I recognize things may be changing with our role under Acquia as it's such a much larger organization. However, uh, I'll continue to have a, a strong interest in, in the role of customer experience. And so let's talk more about marketing sales and service alignment uh, as we see it. Really, it's our, our inbound sales force and customer success teams who are one of our greatest content channels. Content marketing is a, is a key aspect of our inbound marketing motion. And so it's been really important that we have that strong alignment between marketing sales and service to bring those core messages right to those moments that matter most. There are some of the uh, initiatives that I've closely involved in and, and one we call our uh, Desired Customer Outcomes Initiative that I'd be happy to talk more about here. What that really entails is we talk about our expertise in DAM because we've been doing it for so long. Uh, and this reminds me of, of a quote that I, I just heard again yesterday. That quote was, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so care greatly has been a mantra of mine. And to be a good marketer, you have to have empathy. To me, great authentic marketing is really about providing great customer service at scale across all aspects of that of that buyer's meets customer's journey. And so one of the things that I've been involved in and say, whether it's quarterbacking or cheerleading over the last year has been this focus on desired customer outcomes. Um, and that is to evolve the sales and service conversation from one that's focused on, say, features and benefits to one that's really focused on what marketing leaders care about most, and that's outcomes. When you talk about outcomes there, I'm, I'm curious if, if you're talking about the outcome for the, your business or the outcome for your buyer. Yeah, it's really the outcome for the, the buyers or customers. I was business. hoping that that would be the case because that, yeah. that's the empathetic caring part. Yeah, absolutely. And so rather it's um, you know the, the primary use cases or the marketing priorities that, that, that ultimately marketing leaders you know, invest their budgets around and their, their, their staffing plans around, we want to make sure that we're connecting uh, our capabilities in support of the outcomes that leaders manage to. And so we have a great opportunity, I think, all of us in MarTech to really support our customers' ability to accelerate time to value, improve ROI, improve returns on content investments by making the connections between our capabilities that we enable and the outcomes that leaders really manage to. Uh, and in our case, with digital asset management, uh, the thing about what we call DCOs or desired customer outcomes is that it's not just, say, one and done. You see, getting value from your technology investments, it's a journey just in of itself, it's ongoing and there should really be no end to it in the SaaS world. And they don't come sequentially, they don't come all at once, but they do come in time, certainly takes effort. They can come in cumulative phases. And so from, a, from the perspective of digital asset management, getting your content organized in, in one system, or as we say in the industry, one central source of truth, 
that's where it all starts. And from there, you choose your own adventure. Uh, for, for us, most customers see that next phase as consolidating some redundant tools, streamlining workflows, uh, publishing brand approved content. And then from there, working to integrate DAM across your entire MarTech stack and it goes from there. And so that's one of the things that I'm very proud of that Widen as an organization has made a commitment to over the last year because it's it's changed our entire customer experience model, which is built around these desired customer outcomes. It's really interesting. When you think about who your customer is, and you know, we're getting into maybe the nuances of a DAM versus a CMS, and you know, you're gonna have to figure these things out probably now more than ever. You know, the there's a blurring line that keeps getting blurrier as to who cares about the ROI or the desired outcome, is, as you called it, of content. Who do you obsess over the most? Let's let's start now just from a dam perspective. Who is the person who needs to own the dam and really justify the outcomes of these assets? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we typically interact at a, at a mid-level marketing level, manager, director, VP of marketing. And, and we understand it's the, say, the VP of marketing, marketing ops that's responsible for DAM as, as an improvement solution to their stack, to improve the way that they uh, bring content to market, to the improve the way that they enable collaboration between creative and marketing teams and their agencies and sales channels. We're most often interacting with somebody in the mid-level marketing or even creative ranks. Now, DAM's at an interesting time because it's going from being known as a, as a central repository to really an enabler for sales enablement, for e-commerce uh, distribution. And that's in part why we brought a PIM solution to market over the last year, uh, as well as being part of these major digital transformations that includes all new tech stacks for everything from digital experience platforms to multi-channel marketing hubs, analytics, and so much more. Really interesting. Really interesting. Well, I, I, listen, I'm sure that you're going to have to think about that next evolution now that uh, the dam is not alone. And I think we're going to see more and more of that where the dam is integrated into a CMS or into other aspects of marketing planning that's out there. So it's, it's definitely an exciting time in the content space as we look around. I mean, the, the most recent you know, uh, opportunity that you have coming together with Aqua is definitely one of those. Uh, we're gonna take a quick extra break here and we'll be back with a couple more rapid fire questions for you, Jake. One of the areas that Jake's talking all about is the importance that we have to think now as marketers about the entire buyer journey. This is no longer about just bringing someone inbound in a funnel, and it's no longer about getting them over the finish line. It's about that entire customer experience. And some of his advice is really for us to get in front of customers, listen to them, get that feedback, and find ways to ensure that every stage of that buyer journey is consistent. That comes down to the content we put out, not just as marketers, but the content and conversations that happen with our sales teams, with our service teams, our ability to live up to the promise that we give as a brand. That at the end of the day, creates a better customer experience. Jake, welcome back. We've unpacked the journey that you've taken on a career to a very exciting next stage 
for the business. And we've talked a little bit about how the business is evolving. I want to get to some more fast answers to some rapid fire questions. First question is, are you ready? Yes, indeed. All right. You're doing well so far. Okay. The first one I've got for you is, you know, think of the next marketer in your shoes today. The one who's up and coming, starting in that marketing internship role. Should they go more the path of being a marketing generalist or more specialized in a certain area of marketing in your mind? Yeah, I really like that question. I'm a fan of of what is described as the T-shaped marketer. So I'm going to go generalist. Uh, however, having the ability to go uh, deep into to one area. And so I think it's important this day and age to span a range of marketing disciplines. And that in, can include brand and content, demand generation and product marketing. I really do like a balanced approach to, to marketing since it's such a rapidly changing world. And to recommend an area to go deeper into, I think it's product marketing. Uh, I'm sure that's been shared here before. Um, because it really connects product marketing and customer experience, which is ultimately keys to customer success. That's great. Well, you may have already teased the answer to my next one, but we'll, we'll ask it anyways. When you think of marketers on your team as a whole, regardless of their specialty at this point, what's one thing you wish they all did more of on an everyday basis? Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt, it's more customer face time. Uh, it's rarely a waste of time to speak with your customers. I, I'd like to say it's like a vitamin. M make it a point to connect with a customer at least on a daily basis if you can. I think that's in this day and age, more room for customer FaceTime. I couldn't agree more. You know, it's interesting. I was out at a conference for the first time in a very long time last week. And one of our sales reps wrote to me how great of an experience it was just to be customer facing and just to hear people talk to them. Now, we don't have to go out in the field to do that, to your point, but you know, more of that makes someone better. You know, My next question comes to content marketing, and you hit on the role of decentralizing content, making it accessible. When you, when you think of the actual delivery of content to the buyer, though, what makes for great content marketing these days? Yeah, absolutely. I like content that, that educates or helps people learn something new. It should be practical and, and really help someone understand a concept in a way that can be applied. And with that, it's a bonus if it's motivational or inspires people to think differently or take action or at least feel like they are compelled to, to take that next step. Really well put. Def definitely that proactive mindset needs to be there. So the, this one's maybe more specific to your journey again, but you know, you look back on on the last seventeen years and where you are today. What is the one thing that you can attribute to getting to this most recent next step for the business as part of Acquia? What do you think they were most intrigued by with the business? Yeah, I think it's it all starts with great people. Um, surround yourself with great people is, is the lesson. I've been surrounded by great people through my time at Wyden. Great leadership, great vision uh, from those who, who really carved out digital asset management before it became a recognized industry term. Uh, and then a tremendous mix of doers and dreamers and people who like to get things done as well as uh, have a lot of fun along the way. And so it all starts with people. And then next to that, I in this MarTech space, which is such an incredible space to be in. I think it's a passion for innovation and trying something new. That's one of the words of wisdom that will forever live on and widen history. And that is our second generation 
founder Mark Wyden said, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Take the chance, try it. And those words will ever, forever stick with me. That's great. I, I love that mantra. All right. This is the last question for you. It's maybe the hardest softball I'll give you. But, uh, you know, when you think about journeys, it's hard to think about taking time for ourselves. And I'm sure in the last 17 years, you get wrapped up in maybe more than anything the last 17 weeks for you. But when do you, where do you think you're going to go next to take a break? And how do you make time for that as a marketing leader? Yeah, well, I'll look forward to uh, hopefully another family vacation in the spring after I wrap up the second year here of my executive MBA program with the University of Wisconsin. Uh, after I graduate, we hope to go to Disney World. I think I owe it to my, my two young daughters at home to, to take them to see the princesses. They're just uh, can't wait to see. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a that's a good next step. Next step in the journey. Jake, I can't thank you enough for sharing every part of, of where you've been. And you know, it sounds like you're just getting started. The company's just getting started. And, and that's the mindset we need, regardless of whether we're shooting for the moon or shooting for that acquisition at some point as a company. You know, the idea is for our customers, as you said, we're empathetic and we care. Uh, everyone listening to this journey, hopefully one day you'll be on here sharing your own. I look forward to hearing that. Until next time, check out all the other great episodes. Every marketing leader's journey is a little bit different, and I can't wait to hear yours. You've been listening to the Marketer's Journey podcast. Big thanks to our sponsors at Uberflip, who help you fuel demand generation with content for an accelerated buyer journey. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify at uberflip.com slash podcast or anywhere you listen to podcasts.